0: Now, Steve Vine's back in the house. I've missed you.
1: Oh, well... Just it, not very it, much. It, it's been emotional.
0: You <laughs> got those Olympics tickets.
1: You've got to go to an Irish he bloke got, for those.
0: Well, he got them from his mate at FIFA. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> What
1: is it about sport and people being bent? I'm just asking.
0: I don't know. So we, we've had... They're talking about scalping tickets. This boy's probably... You know, on the news clip, it's like, well, everybody's innocent until proven guilty. Yes. I bet that guy was on an A380.
1: He's, he's like, zoom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, the Olympics... Mind you, mind you, Hong Kong is 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 in a fervor, oh, yeah. because we're apparently going to get um, the Olympic teams coming over. Um, but the weather's a bit duff. But the weather's a bit duff. And apparently, now let me get this right. I I understand from reading the words of M- Michelle Lee, yeah, who who I, I I love her title. She's she's the director of culture and leisure services. I'm just thinking. How does that work out? Anyway, um, according to her, it's very important that we don't mix sport with politics, which is why we're inviting them over the week before the election. Very important that nobody, nobody at all, tut, tut, tut... You mustn't mix sport with politics. And if you suggest it, I am going to shoot you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... That's very important. I, mean, I hope nobody listening is, is busy out there mixing sport with politics. Yeah,
0: I mean, that was one of... Well, Hitler was quite good at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, uh, and 1972 in Russia. Yeah, they had a bit of an that
1: Olympic was, that game, was a, yeah. yeah that was
0: a, and i tell you something here. I'm so, looking at the, at the observatory website, Yes. Right? And at the moment, go to this h-k, uh, hko.gov.hk, if you've got your thingy in front of you. And at the moment, it says Thursday and Friday, grey, blah, blah, blah. Saturday and Sunday and Monday, mostly sun, little bits of cloud. I give you a gentleman's bet that by the weekend, that will be really grey. Yeah. It but, will but be really rainy on the weekend.
1: What I like about Michelle Lee, and I think we should mention her name, because she, she comes up honourably here, is you remember in past Olympics, they, 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 they've had the sort of main reception in a sort of 2,000-seater stadium. And they've moved this one into the Queen Elizabeth Hall, which apparently seats about 3,000 people. And Michelle Lee, don't forget that name. Hong Kong Stadium before. Yes, yeah. Hong Kong Stadium. Isn't that about 20,000? And some. And some, OK. So they're now worried that people won't turn up for it, so they've moved it into Queen Elizabeth. But her explanation is, oh, well, um, we're, we're worried about the weather. Now, hang on, wait a minute. Wasn't the Olympics last year held? The last time. Last time held it? the same time, yeah. has the weather... I mean, is September, or, or by the time they'll be... Oh, it'll still be August, won't it? Has August become a different month it's of the It's the weather year?
0: pattern. It's the Nina Wang. Ah, oh, right, whatever the it Nina is. Wang. Yes,
1: <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I take that back. So what exactly do you
0: think, let's supposing, that there is duh, 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 something else behind this? What, what What is it? Is it they well, just don't want they, a bunch they, of mainlanders coming here posting? No, no, no. I think, they, or no, no, no I
1: think what they... they, they the strategy is for the pro government camp is is to wave the flag a bit and to say well yeah yeah and to say you know don't don't work, vote for that rabble of splitists who, uh, <laughs> who who Tell uh, the listener what you heard i will i will um th- don't vote for that rabble of splitists who who you know who are threatening hong kong's very life life as we speak and in in this light it's very Interesting. There was I was just before coming in listening to a, a re- report on the BBC from Carrie Gracie about China's response to coming third in the medals table of the Olympics behind Britain. And incidentally, as somebody British, can I complain about that? Because we participate in international sport to be the Honourable Losers. It's completely wrong for Britain to run win all those medals we just don't do that normally we go to cricket matches to lose we go to the oh. we go to international football games to be the, the one of the earliest losers in the whole competition yeah but the chinese media apparently is particularly incensed by the fact that they're being you know, taken over by Britain. So that there, was, there was this report saying, you know, how how uh, other than the fact that the judges are obviously biased totally. and, and, and there's lots of cheating going on, and one of these reports said, you know, how can a country which is twentieth the size of China with all these splittest problems manage to get so many medals in the in the games? That's a bit suspicious, don't you think?
0: Yeah, well, I wish I could understand all that stuff, because I bet it's great listening. I mean, you remember, there was all sorts of hoo-ha going on around the Beijing Olympics. I mean, stuff outside the stadium, so much so, they had a fourth metal category, lead. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many things
1: happening. Yeah, yeah. And incidentally, I mean, you you know, I, I ain't no expert on this, but one of the great, Legacies of the Beijing Olympics is phenomenal waste. All those stadia, well, all of um, them, are, are, all over are, the world. There's, there's there's some wonderful pictures
0: well, doing to the be, rounds to be of fair, these The the, pe-
1: the London one is actually still being actively used. They can never use the whole shebang, They can't use the whole shebang, that's right. And they've sort of got quite nice swimming pools that that they've pressed into service and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's basically the the, uh, legacy of the Olympics.
0: I was in Beijing just before then. Were you with me? I
1: can't remember. No, don't think I was. All right.
0: um, That's a random thing to say, but we did travel together a bit. Now, they sprayed the grass green.
1: Yes. Well, why wouldn't you? They really did spray the grass green.
0: I saw it up
1: close (laughs) and personal. yeah. Yeah, I mean it is extraordinary um, how bad the Olympics are when it comes to waste. Oh, and it's the
0: countries that can least afford it. Take, yeah. China, take China out yeah. of this one, but when you you know
1: those well, guys, they're Brazil it. They're Bra- Brazil isn't exactly flush with money at the moment. Well, I they- mean, I wish them luck. I know they had to scale down the the um, the scale of what they were planning to do. And I know that there was the endless whinging, you know, I went into my room and the taps weren't working, I'll get over
0: it. Every time. Every
1: time. You know, I'm
0: glad you said flush, because basically the Paralympics is in, in the balance a bit. They're saying today it might go on, but apparently the country that is the host has to cough up yeah. for, for the you know, the Paralympics but it seems that it seems that they've been spending all the money on loose and pipes oh, and you know stuff oh that needs fixing. Oh dear. I mean we all hope it goes on because that's a brilliant event. It was a brilliant event in London, I have to say. Smoking. I mean really yeah. really good. Yeah. Um but this has been the thing this week. They don't know if it can happen. But it's very they they're robbing Peter to pay Paul, aren't
1: yeah. they? I mean you you know I, I, I mean, this is sacrilegious, and if the sky falls down... Well, actually, it is falling down at the moment, but if it falls down even more, let let me risk it. Mm. But I, I reckon there needs to be a bit of a rethink of all this Olympic malarkey. I really do. I don't think that the way the games are held at the moment is sensible. Uh, but, you know, hey, <laughs> who, who cares?
0: There's a brilliant... Um, I don't know if it was on when you were in the UK the other week. i I, I popped in last week, and there's a brilliant advert... Where this comic is winding up, Steve Redgrave. Have you oh, seen yeah. it? It's for it's for a tablet that. or something. And he says he says so. Have you ever thought of you know s- Steve Redgrave s- loads of golds? He said, have you ever thought of swapping one of your your golds for for a real medal like a bronze in the hundred meter hundred <laughs> meters? <laughs> Steve Redgrave is that supposed to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, the Olympics is very, very serious. Very serious. Very uh, serious. Well, let's get back to where we started yeah. on this one. Politics, it undoubtedly I- yes,
1: is Yes, I mean, there's, uh, there's no yeah. doubt uh, what, what the game is. And, you know, I mean, the 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 powers that be here are very worried about these upcoming elections. On September 4th, do remember to vote, the LegCo elections, um, because, you know, their whole their whole narrative has been oh everything would work in the government if it wasn't only for those ghastly people in LegCo who are stopping us you know stopping CY being the most popular chief executive since sliced bread which which is a story I I find very easy to understand so they are very 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 determined and look at the resources that they're pouring into this election I mean if you travel around town The number of great big paid advertising banners for the D.A.B., in my recollection, I've never seen that many before. The amount of money that they seem to be spending on this campaign is phenomenal. So they have a good chance, of course. The D.A.B. is a very well-organised and powerful party and has done very well in elections. And the Democratic camp has a great problem with the number of the, the splits within the camp and the number of candidates, people who want to vote for the Democrats, but they don't know which of, the, which of the candidates to support. And because of Hong Kong's completely cockamamie election system, where, the as everybody knows, the legislature is divided in two, so there's the rotten boroughs, and then there's a mere five constituencies. I mean, what nonsense is this? Five constituencies in a tiny little population. I mean, the whole of Hong Kong is 7 million people. It's not... The electorate, obviously, is smaller because there's a lot of young people in there. So the idea that you you split that into five constituencies is bonkers beyond belief. (laughs) But, of course, it was. Um, The system was originally devised by the Brits and and clung on to tenaciously by the New Order because it does help smaller parties... um, Amplify their support, if you see what I mean. 19 years later, does it? Well, it does, yes. And the irony is, it was originally designed... (laughs) This is what makes me laugh. It was originally designed to um, uh, keep the... (laughs) Keep the Democrats at bay, because, you Keep know, Emily it was very clear that, <laughs> that, that when these elections were first introduced, the Democrats, you, you know, could get anything up to 80% of the popular vote, but they didn't want 80% of the legislature occupied by Democrats. Now that the DAB's become such a powerful force, in fact, the system works against the pro-government forces, because yeah. a lot of their votes are wasted in the way that the Democrat votes were wasted when the system was first devised. So, note to election riggers, careful what you wish for, exactly, boys.
0: Exactly, exactly. I don't know if you've been hearing this, but Mike Weeks did an interview, quite a long one the other day, with Jung Yong sing and they've been playing it in the oh, morning. yeah, it's very interesting. He, he said, and you didn't you sit down with him as well. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So this is really funny. He says something, he basically says, look, the more you doth protest about things like independence, the more the kids are, win- are going to wind you up. And, you know, let's just try and chill it a little bit. Basically, well, you're what talking said. now
1: about this, the, the banning of yeah, yeah. And so of, you're, you're of a candidates. sick former, like you're a feisty sick former, yeah. you're like, they're telling us what to think. Right. right. Well, not only that, but, I mean, it is very interesting that, that they are introducing this new category into the list of offences, which actually we know about, because anybody who's read 1984 will know of the category of crime known as thought crime. In fact, thought crime is a very big part of that book. Who would have thought Hong Kong would have the same thing? What they actually? I wouldn't because it's illegal. Well, me neither. Gosh, can I make that clear as we're on radio? I want to make that clear to the listeners. It sounds absurd, doesn't it? It does. I mean, the idea that you can't think things—it's illegal to discuss oh, something—is beyond <laughs> effing belief. <honestly. laughs> it's just—it really is. It's impossible. Well, try to I mean, you know, that one. I mean, you can. You know the, the problem they have is there 's no legal basis for this whatsoever, and all these people who yell about basic law, basic law must adhere to the basic law they actually have no respect for the rule of law no, whatsoever. They just want to. <laughs> their view is the rule of law is whatever we say it is yeah. so but on this issue, this is an extraordinary concept is that you can ban candidates for thinking what you don't want them to think. Well, if you can possibly just whatever. Well, you know, (laughs) I mean, I I discussed this with Pete last week when when you weren't here. But in in Britain, for example, which has a constitutional monarchy, and it's very clear who the head of state is, it's quite legal in Britain to be a Republican candidate in elections. Well, you can be all sorts of things. Well, you can be a a raving loony monster candidate if you want to. Sinn Féin was legal. But that's my point. Well, Sinn Féin... Throughout even the depths of the Troubles, when people were literally getting killed every day on the streets, were still running in the election because people took the view that it's far better to have them urinating in the tent, to put it more politely, (laughs) than than (laughs) urinating outside the tent. But it's true. And the fact is now that not only are you alienating a very large section of the community by saying, you can't think this, we're telling but you what you just can stupid. think. But
0: stupid. But you know
1: what? Stupid. The most interesting thing yesterday came up, and I always look at what Rita Fan says, because she is the perfect weather vane. As I she, click. As you, as you click. Now, Rita Fan is always the person who picks up quickest on what the bosses are thinking. So she said the other day, ooh, uh, maybe we've gone a bit too far with this. We better mm, pull back a bit. Um, uh, um, You know, banning, mm, probably not a good idea. So I think even the bosses, and trust me, 100%, Rita Fan never says anything unless it's been cleared and approved by the bosses. And she's often the person who says it first, because they go to her first. They say, here, Rita, read that out. And she goes... Oh, can I read that? Tamar, yes. Tamar calling. Tamar <laughs> calling. One of the paragraphs here,
0: in that case. Um, you're, you're quoting from Rita now. Yeah, yeah. She said the issue could be ta- this is the this is where it gets a bit insulting to start uh teachers and stuff. The issue could be tackled in the classroom, but discussions needed to be based on facts. Well, your average teacher in Hong Kong is basically a fairy tale liar, right? Yeah, yeah, that, right. That Yeah. And te- the, teachers make stuff up.
1: But you know, now we're back to nineteen eighty four again. You yeah. remember that great um, I mean, I, I assume the listeners read the book and if they haven't, they've done well, should have done but there's the, the the great scenes in there where Winston Smith, who's the principal character I played in Squealer in that once <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Well, there you go Shut up, carry on <laughs> Carry on, oh, that's me carrying on, right, okay um, Well, Winston Smith um, is told by one of his interrogators because remember, he's he's found guilty of thought crimes He says, well, well, you know, where where is the line? And they go You know where it is. See, that's awesome, isn't it? And that's... Guess what's happening here? So the teachers are saying to CY Learn, you told us there's a line that can't be crossed. Yeah. Where is that line? You know what... And he says, you know where it is. Maybe he's the greatest fan of 1984 and just thinks Hong Kong doesn't have enough of it. Well, you know, you know, a lot of
0: student groups have been showing various films around town. They showed ten years. They even showed the ping-pong match. Yes. Well, well, you
1: know... Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. In fact, there's a more recent... Um, version of 1984, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Not the one with John Hurt? Oh, I thought there was a more recent one. Anyway, that it has been made into film, but you know, for people who are quite as old as me, there must be at least another one.
0: Read the book. Read
1: the book, it's yeah. It's
0: brilliant. We'll be back after the news. If you want to get in touch, love to hear from you. There's tons of stuff floating around. Morning Brew at rthk.hk or at more-
2: Imitations That got it so wrong It's like a legend, Tom and Jerry When the two of them could talk Like the stones, since the eighties Like the last days of town
1: Adversities in life. If you're emotionally distressed because of family conflict, debt, marital or interpersonal problems, and you don't know how to deal with the situation, please call Caritas Family Crisis Support Centre's 24-hour crisis hotline, one 8 2 to talk about it. A bend in the road is not the end of the road. If you're willing to seek help, you will find a way.
2: Should i
0: On shop on Radio 3 and a brimful of Asher.
1: Still here at 20 minutes to 11 with Steve Fines. Yeah, well, I'm still here, but uh, I'm, I'm sort of wondering what's happening to Hong Kong's flag-carrying airline, Cathay Pacific. Oh, cool, let me read that one whilst you're talking. On. <laughs> it, 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 it's um, just had half a year results showing that they're, they're down 82%, which I always like. It, it that's caught, a big percent. It's a very big percent. It caught analysts' by surprise. Maybe that's because analysts weren't, you know paying attention to what was going on. I mean, one of the things... Oh, incidentally, I must mention, <laughs> this go. was the lead story in the South China Morning Post where they renamed the chairman of CAFE, whose name is John Slosser. <laughs> So they renamed him in the story as John Solar, dun, 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 <laughs> dun, 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 <laughs> presumably is out of.
0: Sun. We are the Mr. Rons. <laughs> <laughs> or however that. Oh, that's his porn pseudonym.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, fine, okay. Well, I didn't know that. John <laughs> Solar. John Solar. Anyway, apparently they've corrected it on the web version. So, well done, boys. Um, it, is, it is a bit slack, though. Getting getting the name of, of one Easy of Hong Kong's more famous business make. people run on the front page Johnny of the Solar. paper. Yeah. <laughs> If I were him, I'd change it to that, but yeah. what do I know? <laughs> so, all these, so char- anyway, all these charges
0: but, and... But apparently,
1: not apparently, I mean, one thing that we did sort of know was that they'd completely cocked up their hedging of, you know, I forward buying of fuel... Because um, they were buying it at the old price when the new price was really low. Whereas, where is the station across the road, <laughs> yeah. whereas the boat, you know, down the street goes. Tell you what, those oil prices are coming down. Let's not let's I, not but buy I the expensive ones. All fuel one. prices were the same in Hong Kong, <laughs> right? not. But like everything else in Hong Kong, not all people are the same. Fair enough. Tell us a story. Nor, so, so the fact of the matter is that. When um, oil prices were very, very low, which they still are relatively to this uh-huh. years, yeah. well, aviation fuel isn't stuff you buy in, in, in the shop. Somehow doesn't get reflected on it doesn't an, get, an economy class no, ticket. It, does, does, it doesn't, doesn't it? get reflected in... The, well, that's the other point, isn't it? So when, when aviation f- fuel prices slumped, Cathay, because of its, its its genius, whoever was the genius there, had tied into contracts to buy it at double the price. Well, that does, you know, that's what we call expensive in the business. And whoever does that, I don't know who that was, but I'm not sure they deserve a gold medal this year. So, right. But it was kind of well known that, mm. that Cathay had got itself in that fix. Oh, didn't. What, what, they didn't, <laughs> <laughs> what they didn't perhaps anticipate was was the downturn in all the premium... Um, class business, and by premium I mean, you know, first and business Um, and because companies have had to cut back, but, you know they could have picked up a newspaper and it would have told them because it's very well known that companies have been cutting down on the costs of corporate travel so it, it, that stuff wasn't very surprising. Hmm. So Cathay's policy was, I tell you what, we'll carry on charging top dollar and they can either take it or, or leave it. So they said, OK,
0: and, and, we'll and, leave it. And people people took it all the way to Emirates.
1: Yes, exactly, or wherever, or yeah. wherever. I mean, I've been, for various reasons, travelling a lot on these long-haul flights and I've not been doing it on Cathay a great deal because the price difference is so fantastic. It's, like, double.
0: On, uh, on Al Jazeera this morning, they were, they were saying things like, well, tough competition from Chinese uh, carriers yeah, and be... Middle Eastern carriers. That's well, what they were Middle saying.
1: Eastern carriers. But, I mean, if you're sitting in Hong Kong, yeah. which, after all, is the home base of Cathay, and you have the glorious prospect of doing a long-haul flight in Air China or Cathay...
0: You fill your boots. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else will if you yeah, don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what.
1: Uh, I wouldn't, um, for one moment, when I'm saying that there are alternatives, they're not Air China or Shanghai Airlines or whatever they are. It ain't none of those. Yeah. But, you know, um, I assume Cathay says that they're going to keep up the quality and if they're going to keep up the prices, well, good luck with that what, strategy. What, what, are,
0: what are the things that the punter has to pay for? All these various run, the runway thing and yeah. surcharges well, and, and then fuel And this this then we're going to have
1: to pay for the new... So, at the moment... There, there's the fuel surcharge, despite the fact that the fuel prices are a rock bottom, but, you know, because Cathay cupped it up, still paying that. Then there's, there's the, the government tax, and then there's the runway tax, which is just coming in. Some people say that third runway isn't a great idea. I might be one of do them. They? they? do. They do. There's people who whine about everything.
0: Well, this is interesting, because, um, you know, basically are people stopping using them for these reasons? Well, to, make every, it really well simple.
1: to be fair, every airline is, is affected okay. by that, so right. um, that doesn't just affect Cathay. But I think the fact of the matter is that, in my mind anyway, Cathay is far superior, certainly to any of those Chinese mainland airlines. I don't think that's a well-kept secret. I think everybody knows that.
0: <laughs> somebody once said <laughs> to me, and it's really crass that somebody said, to, I said, oh, great, great, good airfare on Air China. And, and where, where are you going, says the person. I think um, America or England, whatever I said, you fancy after 11 hours in the air using the loo on one of those i'm like mm, hello is that Qatar? <laughs> <laughs> i've got an email here from alan it goes back to what we were talking about before the news okay. alan just says uh, aside from several versions of 1984 made for tele and film a pretty good take was terry gilliams brazil if you saw that ah uh, yes
1: yes yes and he yes. says v for vendetta as well yeah i mean i i'm i'm sort of old-fashioned. I like the original script. The one with John Hurt in it is an amazing film. Yes, it is. It is. It's quite old, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He was very young then, but it's brilliant. Hey, doesn't make it bad. Anyway, back in the room. Yeah, back in the room. So, anyway, all all I'm wondering about is um, (laughs) how the analysts managed to get it so very wrong. 82% sound sounds sounds like a that sounds like a big dip to me. That's a big number. And there were, I mean, Cathay did signal it and has been signalling the problem with their with their finances for for quite a few months now, so maybe these very highly paid and very insightful analysts thought that they knew better. Right? Well, they didn't.
0: Yes. What else has been gracing the news pages? What this week?
1: else has been gracing the news pages has been, um, it, it's quite interesting. You know, all this one suspend about one road or whatever it's called um, policy. So last month. <laughs> We're back on Solar again. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Solar. Jenny Solar. One <laughs> suspender belt, one road. Well, um, it's quite interesting that Xi Jinping is now trying to rebrand it. So he says, oh, well, you know, we're only really interested in it. if Two belts. If it brings <laughs> two suspended belts and one toothpick. Yeah. Um, if it brings, you know, benefits to the ordinary person. Well, it's quite interesting. Some of the projects that were on the One Belt, One Road, for example, in Myanmar, which I still prefer to call Burma, yeah. have been very, very strongly resisted on environmental grounds and don't look as if they're going ahead. The Thais have decided that they're not going to take the Chinese money for that great big railway. They've said no, we'll build a more modest one. Um meanwhile, this this kind of, you know, China's global money power is really coming into question. Britain has knocked back the the, the nuclear power plans which involve a Chinese state corporation. Australia is doing the same thing with the Australia's Chinese. is doing a
0: lot of business though.
1: They are, but they've just knocked back a very big Chinese investment. Again, in their um power infrastructure and and the Chinese say, "Oh well, you know if you're going to do this we'll we'll be taking reprisals, you know boys, if you're in business, the way it works is you win some, mm. you lose some Let's the way it the doesn't work yeah, right. yeah. is that you go oh well reprisals you know this one isn't I mean you know China's best friend in the ASEAN group, for example, is Cambodia, for God's sake. You know, six and a half people, well, it a smutty little was. dictatorship. Mm. Um, well, except for during the Vietnamese period, it wasn't. <laughs> so, you know, they, they, if if they want allies who are just slavish yes-men, you know, go for it. But... I don't think you can. There's your question. I I, I, I mean, what is the strategy? I don't know. I mean, is the strategy that you'll only be really friendly with the likes of Cambodia, you know, who just get a call from the embassy, the Chinese embassy in Phnom Penh, and they say, yes, sir, or yes, comrade, whatever they say? Mm. Um, Or, you know, do you try and do reasonable relations with really big countries that matter in the world? I mean, Thailand is an interesting case because Thailand is effectively under military rule at the moment. It doesn't have a functioning democracy at the moment, but it does have democratic institutions and it does have a force of public opinion. And even the generals were getting a bit queasy about the level of closeness which was um, starting to develop between themselves and the Chinese government. So I think now... This whole project of, you know, we'll be ruling the world th- through the one suspend about one road um, policy is beginning to look a bit iffy. Mind you, I thought it was looking iffy at the beginning. It's one of those. Well, nobody's heard about this in Hong Kong. That's what I'm about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's still a mantra, you know. The poor old sort of Henry Tangs of this world are still going around going, "Ooh, one boat, one road, very good." Ooh, we must have more of that here. It's not been talked about.
0: Basically, (laughs) it's not. It's off the news agenda for the time being. Well,
1: well, our boy C.Y. Long talked about it quite recently as one of the great successes and something that he's very proud to be associated with. Blah blah blah. Yeah, taking yesterday's copy.
0: Mm. All right, Steve. Nice one. We'll do it next week.